Welcome to the Save the Date Wedding Podcast with your host, Alicia McCormack. Alicia will keep you on budget and on track so you can plan your big date without the big price tag. This is the Save the Date Wedding Podcast. I am Alicia, your host. If you don't know me, if you haven't listened to the podcast before, welcome. I'm a comedian and an author, as my lovely voiceover lady, Cara Lee, said, and I am here to be your friend, your wedding planning friend that you can come and listen to whenever you need a bit of time out, whenever you want to learn a little bit of something about planning your wedding. I'm here. I'm also neutral territory. I am the Switzerland of wedding planning. I really try and keep it even, as you'll see in today's Q&A episode. I try and look at both sides of the story here, and I've been getting some fantastic questions from you, some that really make me giggle when I read them. Others make me ponder and go, oh, I'm really glad I'm not in that situation. (laughs) Am I allowed to say that? Gee whiz, weddings really bring up some shit with families and friends. A lot of the questions, I feel like a bit of an agony aunt, a lot of the questions I've been receiving are about families just not coping and bad communication. I feel like the Oprah of wedding planning, if I can say that. Some of the personal questions I want to ring you personally and say, look, tell them to back off. Weddings are supposed to be fun, not about having to deal with weird family issues. However fun and wonderful your family are, I guarantee there'll be something strange that'll happen that you'll go, what? Why are you saying it like that? I didn't say it like that. It's just stressful. Get ready. Don't judge. That's all I can say in advance. So there's also been lots of practical questions that you've been asking, which are delightful for me to do some research and also present to my guests. I've got heaps of wonderful wedding experts that I have on the the interview cards in the next couple of weeks. So if you do have a specific question about a specific area of weddings, email me at savethedatepodcast.com. In the contact section, you'll be able to find a little form. Send me the question and I will pose those questions to my special guests because there's nothing better than getting a wedding blogger that gets millions of hits answering your questions specifically and solving one of your problems. I'm going to make a big assumption that I have a lot of new listeners uh, because it's engagement season in the Northern Hemisphere. I'm an Aussie, if you can hear from my accent, down south in Australia. We don't really have as defined, clear-cut engagement period and it's very interesting watching all the social media over Christmas and New Year and into the early January sort of period where people are presenting their engagement rings. Hashtag engage, one of the biggest hashtags of the season. So congratulations if you're one of those ladies and gents that posted that. I've been trying to get in touch with people saying, hey, come along and listen to the podcast because you've got a lot of planning to do. So New listeners, I am very happy to have you on board. And if you want to catch up with past episodes of the Save the Date Wedding podcast, you can do so via iTunes or, again, visit the website. And there's a whole archival section where you can start from the beginning and uh, get planning. The first question in today's episode comes from Leone, and she asks... Well, she says, we are considering hiring a photography student or amateur photographer to take our wedding pictures. Is this wrong? Look, there's no wrong or right, Leonie. Thank you so much for your question. It's a hard one, actually, because I a few years ago, I wrote a book called Smart Wedding, and I had a whole chapter on photography. And I think my feelings have changed a little bit over the years. In the book, I talk a lot about using amateur photographers, and I have no problem with people experimenting because everyone has to start somewhere. Whether you're hiring a graphic designer, if it's a friend or someone that wants to give it a crack and you can work with them, 
I absolutely think that's a fantastic opportunity to give someone a bit of a chance. But also photography is a little bit different from doing graphic design. Graphic design is something you can go back. You can say, look, I don't like the kerning on that word. If you know what I'm, that's my only graphic design. (laughs) It's my only graphic design word I have. I don't know the kerning on that word. Google it if you don't know what it means. So with with elements like graphic design, you know, you can work with these people over a period of time and make sure you get what you want, even if it's not as quick as a professional would do. But photography is a little different because if you stuff up for the photography on the day or the videography on the day, there is no undoing it unless you redo the wedding. So I'm always a little concerned with people saying, I'm going to use Uncle Bob to take the photos on the day. He just got a brand new SLR camera for Christmas. And I know that's not what you're saying, Leona. You're saying you want to hire someone that is a a student of photography, perhaps an artsy student or an amateur photographer, which may just mean someone who has a really whiz-bang camera who is fantastic at taking photos, but is yet to go pro and make a living out of it. So I totally understand. I don't think you're suggesting you're just going to get a random off the street. But it's really important, Leonie, that when you are looking at wedding professionals, that you consider where your money should be going and what you really want to get out of the day. For a lot of people, and this is a question I always ask my experts when they're coming on the show, is where would you save money? What would you do to save money? And I would say 99% of them say you've got to cut the guest list because that's it's bums on seats, it's numbers. And they all say do not scrimp and save or be a tight ass on photography. Now, that doesn't mean that you have to go and spend $10,000 or pounds on a photography package. It just means to do your research and be really sure that these people are capable of taking a decent photograph and getting the coverage that you want to get on your wedding day. We've all seen those awful wedding fails. You know, I think BuzzFeed do them quite regularly where you see these god awful photographs of people that are blurry. You know, there's a finger over the lens, some sort of photobomb happening. You don't want your wedding gallery to be featured on one of these emails that everyone sends out going, oh my God, imagine if that was our wedding. That'd be terrible. You don't want that. So, Leone, here are a couple of options that I have for you. Yes, I think one of the biggest things to do if you are considering hiring an amateur photographer is to perhaps hire them or do a bit of a deal and say, we'd like to do an engagement photography shoot with you to test them out. There is nothing wrong with testing vendors because, again, it's your money, it's your occasion, and if they're no good, then you don't have to feel obliged to hire them. Obligation, I know I'm always banging on about obligation, but obligation is one of those things that you should not have to deal with on a wedding day, whether it's obligation guests or obligation vendors. So I would say step one is if you have a specific person in mind is to have a talk to them, also ask to see their previous portfolio. If they don't have any anything to show you, I would say just turn around and walk away because you don't want to be an experiment. Your wedding day is not a day for them to decide how to use their camera. If it's someone that is trying to get into a professional sort of environment that they need to build their portfolio, then I again say, let's spend some time with them, do an engagement shoot, see if they're doing any other weddings or have done other weddings. Wedding photography is a huge topic and I will be doing a very uh, specific episode in the upcoming um, months, but it is important to remember that wedding photography, it's a real skill. It's different from people that can take wonderful landscapes. You're dealing with taking photos of people. It's all about coverage. It's all about being a ninja. 
You want these people to be on the day taking photos of things that you don't even see. I mean, when Rich and I looked through our wonderful photos, we had a photographer called Lou Bailey. If you're in Australia, look her up. She's amazing. We looked through these photos and saw moments that we completely missed on the day because we were over chatting to someone else or we were in another room. It was wonderful to say, oh, I... I got to see pictures of my grandfather that, you know, talking to my cousins that I didn't even know they were all catching up. Well, of course, they're catching up on the day. But, you know, lovely moments that were captured that, you know, they wouldn't have been aware that she was taking the photos. And lots of great group shots that didn't feel staged. We really didn't want to have everyone lining up. Of course, there were a couple of big family shots that were great to have. And we look back and say, oh, look, it's rare to see all the family together in one place. But it was also the candid shots that I found the most enjoyable looking back on where we were sort of dicking around a bit and being silly. They're the ones that we always look at and go, oh, what a great day. And that's a really specific skill that is honed over doing, you know, thousands, taking thousands of photographs. There are wedding photographers that are really good at shooting in black and white. If you want that sort of look, that's a skill as well. It's not just a matter of going into Photoshop and changing it to sepia. These people know what they're doing with lighting. They know about uh, lenses. They know about how to capture moments without getting in the way of people. You see awful YouTube videos of photographers standing in the aisle of the church, you know, completely getting in the way of the audience and people watching the wedding happen because they're not using their stealth photography skills. Sure, they sometimes bump in and out of the of the moment, but they don't take over. So, Leonie, all I can say is keep listening to the podcast because I am talking to a number of quite high-profile photographers about this very topic, but I would I would really implore you to pause, to look at your budget to also shop around. If you go onto websites like Style Me Pretty and um, The Knot, you can hone in, and Wedding Chicks is another great one, you can hone in on vendors in your area and do the audition tour. Go around and see them and talk to them. Ask what they're charging for and how flexible they are with those costs. A lot of photographers are willing to come for a shorter period of time for less money. And it's important to be honest with them and say, look, I only have what of my budget to spend. What can you do for that price? If a photographer can go and shoot another wedding on the same day and make more money, for example, if you only want the ceremony and the first little bit of your reception photographed and you want to, after that, let people at the, at the reception take photos and you can gather them. You could perhaps use an app like Wedding Party. It's one that um, we used where you basically ask your guests to log on to the app, to download the app, and then all of the photos that are taken on the day are sent to you. They're shared. So it's a really good way to collate photographs because it is hard when you are organizing the wedding later on when everyone's sort of tired and three weeks later you're going, hey, did anyone take a photo when we were cutting the cake? Well, it's all in there. And of course, people love whipping out the iPhone or the Android to take photos. So the only that's another way. It's another solution to your problem that if you uh, simply get people to download the app and maybe include a little card in the invitation to say, we're going to use this app on the big day. If you want to take photos as well, it's a great way to keep them all in check. So again, honesty is the best policy when it comes to any wedding vendor. You need to be honest about your budget and what you expect to get for that. And then vendors will be honest in in kind back to you saying, no, there's no way I can shoot for that price. Or, yeah, I can, but I can only come for three hours. Or, we really need you to be there for longer. Can you up the budget by another $500? 
Lots more to talk about in photography, especially what you get for your money in regards to photos, who owns the images. That's a big, big topic, which I will be dealing with in a couple of weeks. So please stay tuned, Leonie. Don't make any big decisions and uh, keep listening to the Save the Date Wedding Podcast. This is the Save the Date Wedding Podcast. I am your host, Alicia, and I have a very special guest like super special guest here. Who could it be? Is it a wedding blogger? Is it Oprah Winfrey? No, it's my husband, Richard. Yes, yes, I'm here. (laughs) He exists. I'm really bringing him on to prove I have a husband because, you know, (laughs) I could be just some freaky single girl that's doing a wedding podcast. It'd be fine, actually, if I was single doing a wedding podcast. Yes. Mm, okay. He doesn't necessarily agree. <laughs> There's nothing wrong. I shouldn't say freaky single because I was a freaky single for years. So, you know, you've been a freaky single. Yep. We all have. Yeah. So you got to be a freaky single to be a cool couple. That's what I say. Right. I've brought you in here because I have some groom specific questions and your free talent. So <laughs> <laughs> my rates are reasonable. Well, that's what they all say. A little bit of a backstory. Rich and I met five six years ago we got six 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 years ago we're very clear on our uh, intentions here we got engaged in 2011 11 and we got hitched in 2012 rich proposed to me in florence in italy there's a story we'll tell this story at another date but it was a great proposal he really knocked my socks off i had no idea it was coming and uh when he bought the ring out, because I'm a classy lady, I said, <laughs> is that real? Like a true loser. So that will always go down in my memory of going, yes, it's real. You don't say that. You just say, yes, wonderful man's proposing to you. <laughs> <laughs> I was a bit surprised when he said, yeah, of course is that real? So, and then you well, go, yeah. I'm taking this ring back now. She's an idiot. <laughs> anyway, so the question I have, two questions for you, I thought you might be able to help answer. Hmm. The first one comes from actually I'm not going to say her name because she's asked me not to say it and we'll just we'll just go with it anonymous question person one of the groomsmen that my FH that's future husband rich if you don't oh, know okay. wedding talk yep, yep, FH good. has chosen is probably one of my least favorite people in the whole world hmm. I really don't want him in our wedding how do we tell him that <laughs> <laughs> I'm reading a few things into this what do you think, Rich? Well, does she mean how do I tell FH that or yeah. how do I tell the groomsman? This is a really good question because she said, I really don't want him in our wedding. wedding. How do we tell, tell him that? Okay, okay. How do we tell him that? So I'm reading in. Okay, I think what she's done is skip the line a little bit here. She's saying that she doesn't like the groomsman, yep. the potential groomsman, yep. who sounds like he's already a groomsman. Yes. I feel like the groom has already said, hey. Yeah. Yeah, be my groomsman. Exactly. Yeah. And she's gone, mm, whoa, 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 whoa. Mm. I don't like this man. And now she's saying we as a couple are going to have to decide to ditch him. <laughs> <laughs> this is bad. Yeah, no, it's not great. Groomsmen, I feel like groomsmen and bridesmaids should be the choice of the bride and groom. Uh, I mean, their individual choices. Yeah, I, I do too. I mean, I kind of think uh, she should just let it slide. And she says he is, I'm going to read that again. He's chosen, he's probably one of my least favorite people in the whole <laughs> world. <laughs> so she's clearly got a beef with that's, that's this bloke. That's pretty damning. 
It's pretty damning. I want more information, anonymous lady, who I really want to say your name, but I'm not going to. <laughs> because, okay, so clearly she has a beef with this guy. Mm. She doesn't like him. But let's look at the wedding day. Okay, the, yeah, maybe, okay, let's make some assumptions here. Maybe the groom, when he's around said groomsmen... Oh, yes, is less of a nice person. Perhaps. Maybe he encourages some bad behaviour. He's a bad influence, a bad egg. He's a bad seed. Yeah. Or maybe she personally has a problem with him. Mm. We don't all get along with everyone. We can't. I mean, that's part of when you become a couple, you meet your partner's friends and sometimes you go, "Mm, I probably wouldn't choose to be friends with this person. So you either phase them out discreetly, which is a terrible thing to do, (laughs) (laughs) or you just put up with it. I mean, that's that's the way I'd lean that, you know, this this guy, he might be the guy she likes the least in the world. Whole world. Whole world. Uh, but, you know, her future husband likes him for whatever reasons. Yeah. He clearly respects him enough to say, I want you to stand there with me while I marry Actually, this lovely lady. likes him a lot. Yeah. Say, be a groomsman. A groomsman is a big responsibility. Yeah, it's a big deal. Yeah. When you pick your blokes. No, just out of a hat. Yeah. <laughs> Random. Oh, they'll love that. It's a random selection of men I know. Put a suit on and stand next to me at the wedding. Well, actually, we didn't even do that, did we? We had our bridal party and they didn't stand up at the front of the no. hoo-ha with us. No, but that's us. That is. Thank you. Hmm. This is why I need Rich on the podcast more often because he's neutral. You are. <laughs> I said at the beginning of the podcast, I am the Switzerland. Hmm. I want people to think of me as the Switzerland friend who just says, hey, you know, I'll give you the middle ground. Yeah, yeah. Well, anonymous lady, I think, I think you need to put your feelings on the back burner just once. And I often often say you shouldn't have obligation guests and you shouldn't do this on your wedding day. But I feel like this one is your groom's decision. Yeah, groom's choice. And perhaps if you have such a big problem with him, you should be talking to your groom about that, saying, mm, "I feel uncomfortable." Yeah. Look, so, uh, Anonymous Lady, we probably haven't come to a conclusion. Well, the conclusion is, be honest. We keep going back to honesty. Have a discussion. Why aren't people having conversations with their partner? You're getting married to this person. Have a chat. He should probably know that you don't like that bloke. Yeah, does the groom know that you have a deep disdain for this person? Yeah. Maybe he does and he's gone, bugger you, I'm having him as a groomsman. Yeah. Karen asks... My fiancé is good friends with one of his exes and has been dropping hints that he would like to invite her to our wedding. We see her socially often. I don't have a problem with her, but I really don't think weddings are a place for exes. Am I being a diva? Ooh. Um, good question. Very good question. Thank you, Karen. Um, I, I think if you see this ex socially and you're good friends, then you've kind of moved past the ex stage and yeah. into just normal old friends stage and oh. if you can be normal old friends and you want them at the wedding he does maybe yes then uh, i don't see any problem with it i mean you can't let people's past cloud your vision of the future that's true and i think you know different couples handle exes in different ways i mean we've always been quite honest about our past relationships because what does it matter we're yeah. with each other yeah. right now yeah I do think, because we don't have the information here, Karen, was this just a, maybe it was a college relationship? Yeah. Where you just had a pash on the dance floor? Yeah. Had a couple of dates? Was it an ex-fiance? Yeah, that would change. Would that change? Probably, yes. I think that changes the thing massively for me, to go, if you had been engaged to this person, or perhaps if you've been in like a five-year living together relationship, Mm, mm. to me that would say, I don't know if I'd want, I'm thinking about your exes, I've Mm. met a few of them. 
Yeah. They're all seem lovely ladies. Yes, of course. Although we didn't hang with them socially, so no. they wouldn't have been on our wedding guest list. But I think if there's some of your more serious girlfriends, I'd probably go, why does Richard want them mm. at the wedding? Mm. I don't know. I think it's a question of, yeah, what status the relationship was in. And does do you think she expects an invitation? Oof, I mean, if people expect an invitation, I don't know if that's right. Well, good. No one should expect an invitation. Because a wedding invitation is a privilege, not a right. Damn right. Bam! We need to make some Save That at Wedding Podcast t-shirts Put with that, that on, on a it. t-shirt. <laughs> Karen, I think, again, we go back to the same thing. You need to sit down and have a chat to your bloke and say, why is it important that she should be invited to this, this great event? What category does she fit into? Is the, rela- I mean, the relationship's clearly over because he's marrying you. Well, you'd hope so. <laughs> if not, we're perhaps in dangerous territory. <laughs> There's some other things to talk about. <laughs> I think if this situation is giving you unnecessary stress, then it should be something that you discuss and say, look, I don't feel comfortable with her coming. She seems really nice. Maybe we could have a discussion with her and say, you know, if you're that good of friends, maybe to go, look, no, that'd be a hard discussion to have. Yeah, toughy. Yeah. Give her a few drinks. Couple, oh, look, a couple of drinks fixes. That's not, we're not. Yeah. <laughs> we aren't condoning that. <laughs> I think you just need to keep in mind when you decide what you want to do, how you're going to feel on the day. If you see this woman and you go, look, she makes me feel bad or I feel a bit passive aggressive or I feel feel some funny feelings, then maybe it's best to just say, we would like you, but we'll see you after the wedding and we'll have a drink and celebrate at a separate occasion. There you go. Karen, thank you so much for your question. Really appreciate it. Also, we have our anonymous lady with the groomsman. Yeah, yeah, two curly questions. Yeah, that's why I asked you. I saved them for when you could come on the show. (laughs) Give me an easy one. (laughs) Well, I'm going to save some more groom questions up because it's always nice to have a male voice on and make you sit in front of a microphone when you don't want to. (laughs) That was my husband, Rich. And uh, please, if you do have male-specific questions, I know I've got some bloke listeners. I know because you've contacted me. So if you do have male-oriented questions, whether you're marrying a boy or a girl, I don't care, write to me. Savethedatepodcast.com is the website. Um, if you want to write to Rich, you can contact him through that too. Perhaps a little weird, but you can. If you have a Rich-specific question, do that. If you are planning a wedding and you're into the social media, I'm on all of them. I am the floozy of social media. I'm on Facebook, Save the Date Wedding Podcast. You'll find me on Twitter, at Save the date PC, not politically correct, it's podcast, and uh, also on the Pinterest. I love the Pinterest. Even though I diss it occasionally, I do get a little involved in it and spend too much time, and I'm not even planning a wedding, so there you go. Also, Instagram, Save the Date Wedding Podcast. Gosh, so many options that you can follow me on, and I encourage you to follow them all because I write different things on each of them. It takes up my whole life. Doesn't it, Richard? Yes. <laughs> You hear that little beep, and I'm like, who's writing to me? Who's talking to me? It's it's one of my listeners. They're my people. I've got to talk to them. So many great episodes coming up in the next month. 
I have a fitness-based episode with a guy called Scott Colby who is going to get your ass into gear. If you want to squeeze into a smaller wedding dress or just make positive life choices, that is the episode for you to listen to because I am big on not getting skinny for a wedding. I'm saying get healthy for the rest of your life. Again, put that on a t-shirt. We've also got Budget Wedding. The budget-savvy bride, Jessica, is going to come on and she is talking all things saving money on weddings. Her website is fantastic if you want to check that out before listening to the episode and so many more my head could explode so please keep in touch go back and listen to past episodes of the save the date wedding podcast via savethedatepodcast.com and i will talk to you very soon happy days